Hello and welcome to The Pulse, MVC's podcast to encourage and equip you for your journey of faith and to keep you in the loop on what's going on around the church. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 71 of The Pulse. I want to thank you for listening today. Today I am joined by two incredible individuals, Pastor Pete, uh, apparently known uh, amongst the youth as Pastor Yeet. Just found that out here. In, uh, stay, with, stay with some vigor there. Yeet. Yeah, there you go. There we go. And Pastor Frank, or Francis. Pastor Francis. And uh, we're going to do something a little bit different today. We're going to spin the wheel, see what letter it lands on, and uh, whatever letter it lands on, we're going to talk about topics related to that particular letter. Should, so, should I give it a spin? Pastor, take it away. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll spin try the wheel. All right. Oh, this is pretty tough to spin. Oh, there it goes. There's so many different themes to choose from. Oh, what do we get? P, the letter P. Let's see. Pete. Uh, no, Pete's not on there. <laughs> oh. Predestination? Uh-oh. Uh, probably not with... Too much. Too much? Too much for today. I can, we can get let's into it. Podcast. Okay, podcast. Uh, let's see. There's preaching, parking, podcast, and people. Wow. Sounds good. You're good at coming up with those. Well, those weren't Those weren't planned by any means, were they? Predestined, perhaps. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Potentially, Potentially, this is going off the rails. So. Possibly. But let's jump into it. Pastor P, which, which one of those topics do you want to talk about first? How about preaching? Let's do it. Preaching. Yes. Pastor Frank, you've been preaching for how many, uh, how many years? I was afraid you were going to ask me that. <laughs> yes, it's probably... Which administration was it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, let me see, oh, 60 years, would have, 60 years ago I would have preached my first wow. sermon. Yes, that but that would right? make me... Well, I'll be giving away my age, wouldn't I? Won't I? So, yes, that's fantastic. Sixty years. Yes. Is is preaching um, outdated? Is it outmoded form of communicating the gospel? It, you know, there's video, there's webinar things, there's all sorts of other means of getting information and little sound bites. But the idea of standing in front of a group of people and just speaking to them is that out, outmoded? Do you think? Um, no, I don't think so. I think if we do have to adapt it to the cultural setting in which we're, we're preaching and we can enhance it with some of these modern things, technologies. But no, I don't think it's outdated. I, it's been used in every generation and every century since the uh, time our Lord was in, the, in hand and um, in the world. No, I don't think it's outdated. David, how about you? When was the first time you... First time I preached was probably um, probably children's sermons because I started out in children's ministry. So that was the very first time, probably in college, um, mm-hmm. teaching lessons kind of up front. But in terms of writing or crafting my own sermons, probably when I was doing young adult ministry about 10 years ago or so. Yeah, that's probably the first time. I, I think the first time I, I preached was... Uh, Rural Outreach, mm. which is a, a ministry program we had in the summer, uh, bringing a vacation Bible school program, like like the Cashmere program, yeah. to small towns in, in California. And at the end of that week, I delivered the message. And our youth pastor had visited all the different sites. I think there were six different sites that we had teams. And said, 
Pete would love for you to come. And the echo service back at, at church delivered that. It was the one time my dad came to hear me preach. Mm. The one time, and it was terrible. <laughs> oh, I was sweating bullets. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> so, amazing that God uses us even when we're just like that. Isn't yeah, that isn't that amazing? Yes. Well, what's the difference between good preaching and poor preaching? I mean, is it just a subjective thing, or how how would you characterize? Well, I think we have to uh, strive for excellence. Um, use the communication skills that that uh, we have, and uh, you know, adapt them to the audience, um, but. Our Lord's not confined to um, good preaching only, you know, well-crafted, well-delivered. That's what we aim for. We want to give him our best. But it's amazing how he uses things which, from a human point of view, we would uh, not rate them highly. But God has used them through the Holy Spirit to touch people. So, Have you found this to be true? I found this to be true. That I finish a sermon, and sometimes I think, that went very well. And and but there's 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 nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. Other times it seems like every time I think, oh, I blew it. I, I shouldn't have said this. I skipped these parts. And that happened just a couple of weeks ago. I I felt rushed mm-hmm. at the end. And that's the one criticism I usually get back is don't mention that you're rushing to the end. Just take the time you need. Yeah. But that what's the message where there was the most feedback mm-hmm. saying uh, the Lord spoke to me in that moment. That's great. Yeah. That's beautiful. So. We're committed to uh, expository preaching, mm-hmm. really looking at God's Word, what does the Word say uh, in its context, in its time, and then for us. And I have a definition that I'd like to share by uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones, perhaps, I think, I would, I would put as the greatest uh, preacher of the latter half of the 20th century. If you're not familiar with Martin Lloyd-Jones, look him up. He said, preaching is theology coming through a man who is on fire and that the chief end of preaching is to give men and women a sense of God and his presence. Hmm. That's good. Very powerful. That's good. That, that theology on fire. Mm. Sometimes a, a, I've heard sermons that sound more like a speech, like a TED Talk, just sort of a mm. light fare. But yeah. preaching on theology on fire, I think that was a good Well, I think preaching is, um, yeah, it, you, if it's a speech... You're just re- wanting to convey information where when you're preaching, you want to persuade people as best you can. You want to encourage them to make some response to take a step toward God, whether that's a beginning step or been a Christian for years. They want You want them to take steps forward. Yeah. You're challenging them for some response, not to just sit there and hear something and go away. And we're preaching to be at, uh, at the service of the Lord, to be his yes. instrument, not to share my great insights or my stories, mm-hmm. all about all about well, my reflections on life, but what does the word say, yeah. what does the word of God say? Uh, I want to share this one verse, Deuteronomy 4, 2, says this, do not add to what I command you and do not subtract from it, but keep the command of the Lord your God that I give you. This is uh, Moses' final sermon. And he's saying, don't add or subtract from the Word of God. And sometimes mm-hmm. that can happen in preaching. Even mm-hmm. even preachers that are seasoned, have done it for a long time, you start to tweak, like, let me add, let me exaggerate. Or how about I skip those tough-to-understand verses, right. Right. the controversial ones. Yeah. Have you? Well, 
yeah, I, that, I think that happens probably more likely or more often than, than we'd like to admit. There are probably times even in our own preaching where there have been Sundays where like, ah, maybe I went a little too far there or, you know, I could have, I could have communicated that in a way that's maybe a little bit more uh, true to the text. I think one of the things kind of coming back to one of your points before, uh, Pastor Pete, is just that there's so many different voices kind of in our in our congregation here. And so good preaching, we have a kind of a, an exegetical way that we, we preach, but there are also different kind of personalities that, that come to the table. And I think that's one of the strengths maybe of our uh, preaching ministry here is we have a variety of different people that, that preach. And I think, you know, the way that maybe I would resonate with someone is different than the way, Pete, that you would resonate yes. or Pastor Frank. Yeah. And so I think that's a really beautiful thing. As people come in, they get to hear the gospel from different perspectives, from different voices, different ways of communicating. Um, for me, I think this can be done even in an exegetical way. I, I really enjoy narrative preaching, tying in yes. the story mm-hmm. of Scripture in, and going through the text in an exegetical way, but also tying in that personal uh, narrative or another story that that ties in with, with the text on that particular Sunday and kind of moving those stories forward together, kind of mm-hmm. creating that mm-hmm. tension. I think that's one of the things that, for me, I think is a, is a mark of um, good preaching, in, in addition to staying true to the text, but creating that tension that helps somebody engage and, and wrestle with whatever the topic is or the passage is. So it's not, they're not just sitting there passively, but they're engaging, trying to figure out what it is that that the text is saying what what it is or where it is that the preacher is trying to go. I'm sitting here um, nodding and saying yes yeah. to all of that because we have a fantastic preaching team. It's because we complement one another in different mm-hmm. ways. So I might have a certain style. I think you have a great ability to communicate in that narrative form. Some of the insights you've shared just recently with your, your friend's struggle mm-hmm. and tying that, it makes the text come alive. This yeah. is what's happening. Um, is beautiful and deep and rich and we need that and sure. i think also if you have only the same tone it always mm-hmm. seems the same week after week it, it gets you know it's a little dull and the one yeah. thing the one sin for every preacher is would be to make the word of god dull yeah because it's not dull okay that's preaching all right uh how about podcast uh that's just a little update the, a little teaser that coming this fall, we're going to start podcasting the sermons. That means uh, now you can see us live, mm-hmm. come on Sunday mornings. You can also watch the sermons and the worship on the website. But the convenience, as you know, David, with you've got a lot of people listening mm-hmm. to The Pulse, the convenience of being able to have that weekly sermon automatically dial, downloaded on your device, yep. on your phone or on your iPhone or Android. Listen to it at your own convenience, at the gym, what have you. Uh, I think that that's going to uh, really be a, a blessing. Absolutely. The community. Parking. Parking. It's important. <laughs> where, where do you It's normally, practical. It's portable. Where do, where do you normally park? I, park I know out, where you are. I park out by the dumpsters. I know. <laughs> on the, uh, along the fence. I try and stay out of the way, you know, someplace that, you know, is not a typical spot so that we can make sure there's room for people because sometimes that's an issue. We've had a bit of a problem this summer with, with parking. I remember uh, the Music Man. We've got trouble right here. Trouble with a capital T that rhymes with P that rhymes with parking. And <laughs> the issue is that uh, there's just simply not enough spaces for folks. And Tom Rainer is famous for saying, when the sanctuary or parking reaches 
capacity, mm-hmm. your attendance will plateau because people are will get frustrated. Where do we right. where do we park? I've been starting to park in the upper grass. Mm-hmm. We've instructed our worship leaders and musicians to please not take up those prime prime, prime spots yeah. for folks that, that need help um, mm-hmm. uh, walking. I've, yeah. I've seen some of our seniors having to cross the street from the uh, from the elementary school. Mm-hmm. Pastor Frank, in years past, I know the the attendance on Sunday was was higher. How, did, how was that managed with parking? Well, it was, um, yes, the staff were uh, requested to park far away, and I regularly parked across the street in the school. And, um, yeah, so, but sometimes when you're a bit late, you know, and you sort of, it's, it's tricky. Uh, but, no, the staff were pretty good. They parked mm. at a great distance, and, um, yes. Did we ever have a parking ministry? Attendance out there pointing the way only uh, on the on the on Christmas time and Easter Yeah, sure. I think okay. that's the only time. Well, that's what we've done. Maybe we're putting a bug in people's ear right here if Somebody <laughs> wants to start up a little parking ministry. <laughs> I, I, right I don't there. know, you know For those who have ears to hear let them hear. Yeah, that's right. It's good <laughs> Okay, what else peas? Oh people People. Okay. Can I tie yes. people in with preaching for a second? Yes. Because when we came in here, we were talking about a person. Oh, yes. Well, we were Pastor talking Frank about tell that story. Yeah, we were talking about one of our summer interns. Pastor Frank, Fantastic. can you share about that? Oh, that was uh, last night. Last the, night with Sarah. With the youth, Sarah yes. Ruckman. Yes, Sarah Ruckman. I, I knew Sarah when she was the high to a grasshopper, as they say. And um, yes, he's been our in, one of the interns. And I came in late. Uh, for reasons that don't matter, but uh, she was speaking, and I was spellbound, uh, staggered. She she spoke with energy and vigor and conviction, and I, for someone so young, and I would have thought inexperienced, I was impressed. It was amazing, and the the youth gathered there were transfixed with what she was saying. They, they, they were. Awesome. It really married both what you and I are talking about. There was the narrative. Mm-hmm. She shared passionately yeah. Yeah. her life experience. But it wasn't just, okay, that's my experience and sure. go and be well. Then she brought in the, the, the text that was mm-hmm. appropriate and applied, really was, was a wonderful... It, applied it wonderfully. Great application. Then we concluded, we went up and we had a baptism for Wyatt yeah. with the whole... Uh, youth group there and his family there. And one thing that, that I thought was special about people in that moment, and you mm-hmm. were there, and and Steve Bowell and, and Lindsay kind of leading mm-hmm. the whole team, and, and Allison, Nick Olson, who's um, a student, I think he's going to be a junior, one of the worship leaders. He he probably didn't even realize that he said it, but I thought that was a great theological insight. He said, "Tonight we are going to baptize Wyatt." Hmm. Now I, I am a minister of Word and Sacrament. I'm going to be you know, officiating mm. this beautiful sacrament, but we are doing this together. We don't. It's not something we do privately mm-hmm. on our on our own, but in this unique place, this context that the Lord has called us to, yeah. we are doing that together. And it was a beautiful thing mm. uh, outside of the grass, and everyone got a little wet. And maybe that's the way it should be. The living water <laughs> splashing on. That's on good. Everyone. That's really good. It was. Any other insights on people? We've got some great people here. Oh, we got some wonderful people. I'll just say yes. I'm super excited about the people that are jumping onto the discipleship team. Yes, we've it's been teasing fantastic. this. Tell- I know. I've been teasing. I talked about it last week. We're going to tease it a little bit more in service over the next few weeks. But there is a phenomenal team of people coming together. Pastor Frank yes. is included in that. 
That's uh, 20 people you have? Yeah, we have a team like about 20 people coming together to work at our next environment, which you'll continue to hear more about, to teach classes, um, to be available to help walk with people as they try and discover what their next step is in their relationship with Christ. If someone's listened to this episode to this point, 12, yeah. 13 minutes in, yeah. they're still curious. So I want to yeah. just put this out there. We're going to probably play this out in the weeks to come. Yep. The next environment mm-hmm. After service or between services, yep. there's a table. There are volunteers. I approach that table, yep. and and any kind of question I have yep. about my next steps, I can yeah get some some resource, some yep. direction. It's, it's going to be a staffed environment. There will be a team of people before and after each service to be available and sit down with someone to really talk through what it might look like to take a next step in in their relationship with Christ. Really focusing in on six key areas of discipleship: biblical knowledge prayer and Sabbath, serving and stewardship, leading and discipling, fellowship and worship. So we're going to have uh, a variety of different resources and opportunities, experiences available for people uh, to pursue spiritual growth in each of those areas. It's exciting. It's very exciting. It, it reminds me uh, of a, uh, something we had in New Zealand years ago, uh, back in the 60s. But uh, Next is an updated version of it in a sense. It was called a One Step Forward mm-hmm. campaign. And there would be messages and opportunities of service presented over a period of weeks. And then there was a Sunday when people would be urged to make one step forward with Jesus Christ. Whether it's beginning the Christian life, uh, it's a matter of discipleship and growth or service or whatever. And uh, it was wonderful. Yeah. And this is certainly a more up-to-date, oh, current yeah. way of doing it. Mm. It's up to date, it's current, and, and I said last Sunday, homegrown. It's, it's yes. something that David has taken this on for many years, investing here. I think it needed that time to mm-hmm. percolate and, mm. and germinate and the culture of the growing. Yeah. Mm. And now in this season, we're right at the right time to do that. A lot is on your plate. We need to be praying for you because... I'd appreciate that. You have a lot on your plate. It's exciting and stuff, though. You have teaching and preaching and leading of the next thing and setting up the next... Uh, Essentials U class. We're launching small groups this fall. Small groups this fall. Could use some more small group leaders if you're still listening, and uh, we could use a couple more there. We're planning some music videos and some trivia. That's right. It's going to be a great fall. It will be a great fall. Well, I want to thank all of you listening today for sticking around with us for perhaps a little bit longer podcast. Hopefully, you've taken away something uh, helpful for you. You have a better understanding of. Uh, why we preach, how we preach, what good preaching might uh, look like, some of the great things that are going on in this congregation. And I just want to encourage you to continue listening to The Pulse in the weeks to come. Have a great day. Bye-bye.